Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of those setbacks. Um, you had mentioned to me last year uh, that last year was a year, actually the last two years in your life was a, was a t- time for you to forget. It was something you wouldn't want to live through. I would not like to repeat the last two years at all. I, I happily removed them. So you come running into 2017, uh, moving. Obviously, you have changed. Well, before I even get in there, um, let me ask you this. What, when did you change from selling real estate to what you do now? Was it a subtle change? Was it a immediate change? How did you move from the Tammy I knew, you know, driving in your car, showing everybody a house, to a Tammy that's now taught, writing books, yes. traveling, yes. speaking, etc.? Yes. Well, I actually, unlike many realtors, I started out as an investor, flipping houses first. Oh, cool. So I was doing investment real estate. Um, I, I then got my license and I started running real estate offices. So my focus really became around my business and the offices and the mm-hmm. people I was training and developing and it took away from my investing side. So I would dabble at it, but not yeah. as much. And then it was probably seven, eight years ago that I just really thought, okay, I, I want more transformational business in my life. Yes. Transactional business, it's fun, it's fast paced. I was selling over 50 houses a year and uh, staying very, very busy, working all hours of the day. And I was- So that's why you drive a Ferrari, right? Yes, I look good in it too. (laughs) There we go. Uh, We we joke. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I, I definitely, I think that the thing that I really wanted to do was I had a daughter going off to college, mm-hmm. you know, I had a son that was a toddler and so my children are 11 years apart in age Right. and I've got the blessing of a boy and a girl and they're very close to each other and I have wonderful, powerful, just amazing relationships with both of them and I could mom brag all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really, I, I, I kind of came back to that full circle moment where I realized I left corporate America to have freedom, yeah. to have decisions over my time with my family because right. the most important thing I ever have is my family. Yes. And, they, and so as much as I said my family comes first and as much as I time blocked and, and had systems in place, and I would take time off for vacations with my family. I still felt like I was neglecting my real, true commitment to them. Right, right. And and I wanted to be more present, and I wanted to teach them that I valued them because I want them to value their family. Right, right, right. And and so I decided that I needed to do something that was more transformational. When you're a real estate agent, you're an independent contractor. And there's not a 401k plan set up by your employer. You're paying self-employment taxes. You're managing all your marketing expenses. You're a solopreneur. Right. Right. Who happens to hang their license with a company usually. Most agents are not brokers. So so you're paying a split to a broker. You're, you're, You're 
you're everybody thinks though realtors make too much money and the truth is they have to work really hard yes. to make what they make and they share it with a lot of of hands out saying where's my cut right right so so i was doing great in the business i had a fabulous business i would say 90 plus percent of my business was actually referral based right and i um very blessed however i wasn't fulfilling the important things to my heart Mm. and so i decided i one wanted more freedom i need to go back to the freedom factor the fact that I want to be the world's best mom to my children, yes. and and I want to teach them how to create a legacy as well through transformational choices and not just transactional choices. Right, right, wow. So I did both. Uh, I still do both to some degree. I still do some transactional real estate, generally for close friends and family mm-hmm. and real estate investors. However, I, I focus significantly on the transformational side, which mm. is the passive wealth building for people. I want to teach people who love their day job, who have great incomes, who who have hobbies and families, and they like to. They're, they're busy. Everybody's busy, right? I mean, we Correct. hear that all the time. Everybody's busy. Yeah. Everybody's too busy. <laughs> You've got three kids going in three directions, or whatever. You know, the two point three kids, the dog goes to the groomer. You know, you got to. Balance your fitness time, your personal health time, uh, your job, your work, and and so much of what we do is busy, yes. just busy. Yes. And and I decided I wanted to help take these busy people who also want to invest in real estate. They want to be diversified from the stock market. Mm. They want to create wealth. They want to find the right strategic partner to help them find that vehicle to do that. Right. And so my partners and I, we have a real estate fund. And so we That's help cool. people invest money in the fund that goes into diverse, it's, it's like our own, we call it our own little stock market of yes, sorts yes. because we invest in a couple of different types of projects. And then we also do syndications, which is where people can participate directly into a particular real estate transaction as mm-hmm. an equity investor. Oh, okay. And they get like a stock based on how much money they put into the deal. And so I help put together deals and partners and I help raise the money, I help find the money. So I go out educating people on ways they can be a real estate yes. investor with zero work. Oh, wow. Okay, and that sounds good. That always <laughs> sounds good. So I teach them the, the mailbox money method where they get they get to put, they let their money be the muscle. Yes. Take some money, put it into a deal, and every month or every quarter, depending on how they're investing in our projects, they're getting money back in the mail to them and and they're getting guaranteed returns on on a certain percentage of that and then depending on our performance they participate in the upside as well oh wow very cool and so yes it's all about and i thought wow i love real estate i love the power of real estate i'm not a stock market girl i'm not a cryptocurrency girl like those are not my space i'm all for them i have nothing against them they're just not where i'm competent yes yes. that's that's not my my power play place Mm -hmm. and so I focus on what I know, what I've been doing for over 20 years, what I can help other people do without having to do the work. Because the truth is, HGTV came out and made people fall in love with the idea of, oh, I can flip that house. Oh, I can be a landlord. Oh, I can open a restaurant. Oh, I can, you know, like all these ideas. Made it so easy, didn't it? Oh, wow. In 30 minutes to an hour, you can make $20 trillion. But the truth was I watched a lot of people chase that HGTV dream and it became a nightmare. Mm. And I thought, I can't let people just do that without me intervening, sharing Mm. my story, sharing my passion, sharing my knowledge. I've had setbacks in the real estate space. I've never lost other people's money, but I've lost some of my own. Yes. 
And so I, I got out and said, we're going to do things different. And the truth is flipping a house versus flipping an apartment complex, totally different ball games, but the same context. So the, the, what's different is in, a, in flipping a house, you can only make m money on buying it right, the right vendors actually showing up, selling it to the right buyer at the right time right. and hope right. everything falls into place and that you actually make a little bit of money on it. <laughs> And people who do it professionally, yes, they know they've got systems and processes and they are making money. Yeah. And I'm all for it. I love it. And it, and it improves communities. It improves right. neighborhoods. I think it's a beautiful thing for us to be doing, right? Yes. However, the person who is a CPA by day or a pharmacist by day or a school teacher by day or a plumber by day, and then they go and try to be a part-time real estate investor, there is no such thing. It's a full-time gig. Yes, it is. Two full-time jobs means you you have to give up time and energy and money somewhere else. And mm -hmm. that usually means your family suffers, your hobbies suffer, your self-care suffers. Right, right. So I said, well, why don't I just help people realize they can be that awesome real estate investor with none of the hassle, none of the work, mm. and create a transformational plan for them and me. It's a win-win for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we're improving communities. Wow, that's so. that sounds so. You so how long have you been doing that now for? Tim? Four years. Four years. So it looks like in the middle of that, 2016. So if I'm calculating right, you started this was 14 then. Yeah. So well, yeah, I kind of started dabbling with it in 2012 and just sort of kind right. of zigged and zagged, gaining knowledge, meeting people, building relationships. Right. So your setback came right in the middle of that whole process oh, in yes. 2016. Seven, yes, yes, yes. Well, 2017, so we talked about me being sorry, sick. 17, 18, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, about me being sick. Okay, so I, um, I actually, so I travel, I travel a lot. I travel to look at deals. I travel to conferences to gain knowledge. I speak at a lot of conferences and I... Um, I, I, every time I went out of town, I came home and was sick within 24 hours if I didn't get sick on the road. So that was wow. 2016. And I thought it was crazy because I actually go out of my way to take very good care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm this, I'm kind of a wellness hobbyist mm -hmm. and, and I, I just didn't understand why I was getting sick. And I will go back to my childhood and say, when I was 12 years old, I was diagnosed with lupus. When I was 14 years old, I was diagnosed with arthritis. Wow. I refused both of those. I was like, nope, not owning those. No. Wow. <laughs> um, and I made a lot of lifestyle choices to not feel pain. Right. So I became very aware of what I ate, how it affected me. And that was just, that was life before the internet. That was life before books everywhere on the subject. I didn't know these would ever be catchphrase words. I just, I was like, don't like it, don't like the prognosis, not gonna have it. And what I found when I lived in Denmark was I felt awesome. Mm. Well, in Denmark, my, my activity level changed, my exercise changed, my food changed. Um, there were a lot of things around me that changed. I came back to Texas and I got sick again. Oh, wow. And, and I didn't really, I was 18. I didn't it's okay, Texas is safe. Yeah, wait, Texas is safe, and Texas <laughs> is awesome. What's not so safe is the house I grew up in. Oh, So wow. this is what I learned, and um, I actually haven't really shared this story publicly much, so this is kind of a first. Okay. 
Okay. Breaking so news. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> it, it is in one of my books I'm working on and will be coming out. And I, I do want to share more of this with people um, because I want them to explore options and, and ask questions. Yes. I think yes. it's important to be curious about your own wellness. And, uh, yes. Um, and not just accept what some people tell you this is. Right. Um, and I want to, you know, uh, hop on that a little bit because, as you know, we've interviewed some other people who've said the same thing when it comes to health. Don't put your health in other people's hands. You be proactive in your health. You ask the right questions. You make sure that you find the right answers. Don't just put it in someone else's hands and just trust them and hope them that, that they'll give you the right news. And Tammy is kind of saying the same thing over here. So carry yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. So um, fast forward to 2016, I struggled through the year and I couldn't really figure it out. And then January of 2017, at the age of 44, I was unexpectedly um, discovered I was pregnant. Okay. And well, it was February when I realized that, but January I got pregnant. And I started, my health really started to decline in January, and I didn't wow. know why. I was like, what? I was having severe heart palpitations. I had no energy. I, had, I was really struggling to focus and have brain clarity. Um, and I was, had a lot of commitments on my plate and I started getting very anxious and stressed out because my integrity is the only thing I have that's mine to own forever that I'm in control of. And, yes. and I don't like to overpromise and underdeliver. Right. And I was was very concerned because I wasn't able to fulfill some promises and commitments and I I couldn't even think someday. I couldn't process information and um, in February, things were getting worse, and, and the first weekend of March, I went on a business trip. I spoke at a conference, and it was a great event, but I struggled through the whole thing. Just I, I, I knew I wasn't well. And right. I was on I was in Canada, and I was on the verge of going to the hospital in Canada because I wasn't sure I was going to live through the night. Oh I, my goodness! I just was like this something's seriously wrong with right. me. And I got back home and went to some other doctor's appointments, saw my OB, and um, nobody had any answers, started doing some blood work, but I, I miscarried a couple of weeks later. So mm. uh, that pregnancy, it turns out, actually probably saved my life. Wow. Because by going through that experience, I really started digging into what was wrong. And, and, and I thought after the miscarriage I would get better. I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to feel better, and I didn't. Wow. I just progressively flatlined. Well, different series of blood work pretty much showed that all of my vitals, all of my iron levels, my vitamin levels, all these things that are supposed to be like at a, a minimum of whatever their minimum is, I started learning the ranges of all the different Right. Numbers. So, like, my cholesterol was great. <laughs> but that was the only thing. My blood pressure was incredibly low. Wow. My body temperature, I couldn't get over 95 degrees. Wow. I, um, I, was, I, I had no energy. My Every single, my, my Ds, my Bs, my iron, everything was critical low. Yes. And so, of course, then it's like, okay, eat, eat to absorb. Because what, what I started learning was there's different ways your body needs to consume things to absorb nutrients. Yes, yes. 
Um, and I'm a sunshine girl, so I'm thinking I love to be in the sun. I'm in the sun all the time, and still my D3 level was remarkably low. Right. Um, my CoQ10, which is which affects your heart, incredibly low. There were just all these things, just ridiculous low. So I I went through. I went. I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on supplements, on nutritionists, on eating certain ways, on seeing doctors. And I would start to get a little better, Yes. but I wasn't great. I didn't no. feel like me and I couldn't think, and it was so bad at one point, I couldn't even drive the car anymore oh my because goodness. I couldn't remember where to go. I th and I was like, do I have So cancer? it was affecting your memory then oh, as yes, well? Oh yes, my, my mind, my memory, my, I, so I had, had long-term memory, but I didn't have short-term short -term memory. Short-term memory, wow. And uh, I couldn't remember, like somebody would call me and I'd think I'm supposed to call somebody back. and. But that's not very good for your business, no, is it? No, it was not good for it was not good for business at all. Wow. Thank goodness I was not in trans transactional business. I was in transformational business now, right. so I was still making money off deals I was in, okay. but I wasn't creating new deals, right? right? And I wasn't building new business. Wow. But I still had a couple. I had a, a couple of good investor clients that I was doing some big deals with. So, yes. So those those worked out in my favor, um, and, but. But the transformational business is what kept me afloat. Wow. Okay, so it's very important to have mailbox money, to have reserves, to have. If you're not making money in your sleep, you will work the rest of your life. Right. You know, it's kind of like the the, the multiple streams of income. Yes. If you if one income cuts off, you need those other streams, yes. or you're going to be in trouble. Yes. Deep, quick. Yes. 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 So wow. Eventually, I did um, find out that what I had was uh, mold-induced autoimmune. Syndrome. Mold induced mm -hmm. autoimmune. So where in the world did you get in touch with mold from? So that's where I go back to when I came back from Denmark. The house that I grew up in, that house was filled with mold. We didn't oh, know wow. it at the time, but there was a leak inside um, a wall from the upstairs bathroom to the downstairs. Mm. But, but the house was wood paneling, and so it wasn't like sheetrock. Oh, you could see it, yeah. Right, you couldn't so see it. couldn't see it. We had no idea that the house... How did you find out that it was that mold? When you found out that you had molded you know, the... I, I don't know that it was that mold, but through talking to a couple of different doctors and going through a history, one, mold shows up in food. Right. So whether you get it through breads, grains, um, other foods, mushrooms... You know, wow. There's all kinds of foods. Great, and I love mushrooms. Well, and I do too. And there's a lot of foods, but it. But right. the problem was my immune system was compromised. Mm. So, so not all mold is bad. No. But too much of the wrong molds, black mold, living in mold. So, pyramid beam houses right. prone to mold. Oh wow. Old homes prone to mold. You know, homes built before the 70s, they're prone to mold. Um, homes in certain parts of the country, they're just damp, right? And yes. So if you don't keep them well ventilated, cleaned, maintained, um, if you've got a cracked pipe somewhere and you don't know it, you can't see it. Right. You know, so um, there's actually a lot of ways that, that mold shows up and we don't realize it. Cause, so for me, for my life, it was a slow, like I was getting progressive. It's like, it's like you were getting poisoned over time, over weren't time. you? Over yes. time, yes. And, and I, lived in, I lived in three different Pyramid homes in my lifetime. I, the, my parents' house, I know, had mold in it. Right. And so there were, and who knows what food sources had mold. Yes. And, and I lived in a couple of homes that were older through the years. So, so through time, I think that what happened was I was, and go back to, I was diagnosed with lupus and arthritis. Right. Well, once I treated the mold, all my lupus and arthritis symptoms went away. 
Oh my goodness. And you've been living in that house all your life. So, I mean, you grew up in that I house. I grew up in that house. From We moved in on my eighth birthday. Oh, I lived there for wow. 10 years. And wow. So. So, they, so they treated that and you got over it. But uh, man, it must have been a really scary time in your life. It was scary. I cried a lot. I cried almost uh, every time I would close my eyes and go to sleep because I just would pray I'd wake up and see my children. Wow. And, and get to share... Uh, I mean, my my children are my everything, and I just mm. I felt like I have so much still to teach them. I have so much to do with them. I have so many adventures, and I never thought that you know I'd be on my deathbed in my early forties. Wow! And I, my dad was forty eight when he passed away, and I was like hell bent on excuse me on not getting <laughs> <laughs> on not getting you know like I have so much to do. As a matter of fact, I have really big goals to celebrate my life at forty eight. Um, in honor of my dad's passing yes. at age 48, like I, you know, my, and, and I also have reflected on, I don't know if this is true or not, cause I can't prove it, but I've also wondered if my dad's depression and his wellness and his suicide is a reflection mm. of living in a home filled with mold and working at a power plant filled with chemicals. Wow. Yes. Because mold and chemicals, our environment affects our neurological system significantly. Our diet affects us, our environment affects us. And so it's, it's. People, doctors are quick to diagnose and put a Band-Aid on anything in your life, but they're not quick to find the source. Mm. Wow. The source of your illness to really create a path for your wellness. Yes. And that's, that's so true in anything in life is we're so quick to take the, the fruit and deal with all the fruits, but we don't go to the root. We don't go to the source of it that's and right. try and kill it. Which doctors are good at doing that. Yeah, that's, and, but, you know, and it's, it's, it's prevalent in life in general that we, because we are so, uh, we live in a society that is so eye-based, so visual-based. Yes. Everything screens and, you know, visual, visual, visual. And so we're so attuned to going after fruit and not going after the source. What advice do you want to give? Maybe there's someone out there watching this or listening to this on iTunes or on, uh, you know, any of the uh, media that we put this out on. What is the advice that you give somebody who's maybe going through some health issues like this that really doesn't know? They've gone to the doctors, they've, they've, they've tried to figure this out, and yet they, they're battling with their health. They're really battling with their health. How did you get through that? Besides the fact that you finally, the doctor finally found it went wrong, and I'm sure you were going to a lot of doctors, but how did you get up every day? What, what moved you from six in the morning till 10 at night or what? Well, I mean, there was a spell. I wasn't getting up and moving. I was in bed a lot and I hated it. Didn't like it. Right. Um, and so I would, on the days where I could get up, if I had an ounce of strength in me to get up and go do something, I insisted. It was a mind over matter. It was a, I'm going to choose. The sun is out. The weather is good. I'm going to go be outside. I'm going to go watch my son play soccer. Right. I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm going to go do something because energy begets energy, right? Yes. And when you're down and don't feel good, it can be easy to just be in a cocoon and go, mm, yeah. nope, I'm going to stay here. And I literally had to force myself. If, if I, if I, even if I was only out for an hour and I had to go sleep for six hours to recover from that hour, being out for that hour was powerful. Wow. And, yes. and, and then as I was getting better through, and part of it is I just wanted answers and I just refused. I thought there is no way I'm here on this planet to pass away at this point. Mm. And I, there's no way that I'm going to live in this state of health for the rest of my life. It's, 
I'm not, I don't accept it. I don't. And, and I think I've always had that mindset. I don't accept yes. that diagnosis. It's just, to me, it's too easy for a doctor to say here, there you go. But they don't have to live with it. They, no. and they, like I said, they're not going to get to the root of it. So it was up to yes. me to decide. So I asked a lot of questions and I'm going to say that the internet has advantages and disadvantages. It can scare you to death <laughs> or it can inspire you. Hopefully this will inspire you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> when, when you're researching health and wellness, you can read a lot. You can put in all these symptoms and mm. self-diagnose and be wrong. Yes. Okay? And so I, I personally ended up with an, an alternative healer mm. who asked me a lot of questions. And, and I went there with zero expectations and really not a lot mm. of faith that she was going to be able to bring value to me. I just went because I was desperate for anything. And I think when you get desperate, you have to be willing to go to Eastern medicine, alternative medicine, healers. If, if your doctor can't peel back the layers of the onion, mm. get to the root, solve the problems, and give you a path to wellness that mm. you're content, not content, overjoyed with, yes, then you have to own it and say, I'm going to go seek other help. And guess what? Insurance isn't going to pay for that. So I want to encourage you, you know, don't, you know, Doctors aren't the be-all and end-all, and saying to doctors are great. Doctors, they have their purpose, but doctors are not infallible. They don't know everything. And like Tammy was saying, and, and I want to dig into this a little bit more, is that, you know, she went outside the realm of the Western medicine. And, you know, sometimes, Tammy, and I find this a lot of times you know, with the medications that people are giving sometimes they cause more harm than good many times they put you in states you hear the side effects yeah the side effects that's why you know they speak so fast in the side effects now i'm not please hear me i'm not saying stop your medication no. what i am saying though is you know don't be afraid to try other things as well some health you know other healthy ways of doing things and i want my listeners to hear that um, because i think we get paranoid sometimes well, interestingly enough, um, all of the healers that I saw, they're faith-based, they're Christians, they're, mm. they're church That's going, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. They just, as a matter of fact, one of them, the one who's really helped me the most, the reason she dug into um, this type of wellness was she had her youngest child when he was born had a hole in his heart. Mm. And nobody really had an answer why. And wow turns out it was mold related oh my goodness wow um, and it was just interesting that she and i had the mold connection you know yes. in some level but but there whether it's it's mold or asbestos or um, smoke or some people are just really allergic to everything yes. in their backyard yes. but so allergic that affects their true wellness yes it does and yeah. i want you to also and i say you know remember you have the holy spirit living inside of you and he's talking to you and if he leads you in a certain direction or he says you know go there try this do this and if you just you know just be open to hear what he says he guides us with peace and if you're feeling peace to go and try you know something where everybody else is saying don't do that but you feel peace to do it you've got god the holy spirit living inside of you so go ahead and and listen to him and do it because honestly you would probably not be here where you are now if it wasn't for those yeah. people that you went to and right. and saw you know right. no i wouldn't be here i wouldn't have the capacity i wouldn't have the energy i wouldn't have i wouldn't have written the book yeah there are a lot of things i wouldn't have done 
the internet's a resource, but, mm. but dig. The, the go, go they don't see trust you. the internet always. <laughs> no, don't, right. I say don't fall in love with, what I'm a firm believer is don't fall in love with any one idea. There we go. Be, be curious. Yes. Be yes. curious. You had a setback. Yes. And you had a comeback. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash orenrudolph.